Hey, podcast family, here's a question that's not unusual on the OBGYN oral boards. A time of hysterectomy for benign indication. In other words, anything outside of a malignancy that could be for heavy menstrual bleeding or suspicion of adenomyosis or any of the like. At time of benign hysterectomy, at what age do you recommend ovarian removal or conversely ovarian conservation? Now, I know what you're thinking. Look, we already know the answer to that, right? I mean, it's been like 17 years or so that that answer has remained the same. It's been 65. Well, that answer is now outdated. In this session, we're going to cover a brand new publication that's not even out in print yet. I'm recording this on April the 9th, and just two days ago on April the 7th, a new publication was accepted in obstetrics and gynecology that's actually changing or will change the way that we give patients the informed consent, give them all the information about ovarian removal or conservation at time of benign hysterectomy. Ready? Let's cover ovaries in or out at time of benign hist right now. Just trying to keep everyone up to date on evidence-based practice because medicine moves fast. This is Clinical Pearls. Every year in the United States, 300,000 hysterectomies are performed. 300,000? Did y'all get that? That's a huge number. Actually, in 2018, 31.8% of American women who are aged 50 years and older had undergone hysterectomy. That's a lot of women. That's a lot of hysterectomies. But nonetheless, despite its frequent use, controversy continues over whether to perform bilateral sapingophorectomy at time of hysterectomy for benign indication in women who are at average risk of breast or ovarian cancer. The controversy, of course, lies in how surgical menopause affects mortality from cancers like cancers of the breast, cancers of the ovary, lung, or colon, and cardiovascular disease and stroke, and whether or how these mortalities are affected by the patient age at time of surgery. The other question is whether those risks are mitigated by the use of estrogen therapy. Now, another factor that goes into whether to leave the ovaries in or out is the potential need for reoperation after the first hysterectomy, because now you've got to go back and take out the ovaries. Based on published data, that happens about 9% of the time, and those surgeries can be sometimes complicated. As we mentioned in the intro of this session, the answer about when to recommend removal of the ovaries historically had been the age of 65. But I hate saying the word historically because it sounds like it goes back way like into the 70s and the 80s. And it doesn't. That came out of 2005. In 2005, Parker and colleagues published a Markov analysis. Now, remember, a Markov analysis isn't a prospective trial or a large observational study. A Markov analysis is basically a math algorithm. It's a math model. But they did this to assess the optimal age for BSO at the time of hysterectomy. And back then, in 2005, they found that BSO should be delayed up until the age of 65 in order to reduce subsequent mortality. That 2005 article significantly affected the gynecology community and continues to be cited as justification to delay BSO to age 65. But all this despite multiple large cohort studies which have subsequently been published that have challenged that age. There's been plenty of data that says, man, 65, that's way too old. And so there's a brand new analysis that's 
pretty much the final nail into that coffin that is going to come out soon in obstetrics and gynecology and that we're highlighting right now. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Now, before we get into the specifics of this publication, we do need to describe what a Markov analysis is, okay? Because it's not an RCT, as we've already mentioned, it's not a prospective study. This is basically a math model. And I don't want to get into it too much because it's really boring. But as a quick high-level explanation, it follows either a group or an individual over time. And it makes certain assumptions and it makes certain um, predictions to be true to try to arrive to an overall outcome, okay? Uh, it's a little similar to what like actuaries use for uh, almost like a life insurance quote or a life insurance premium, something similar to that. In other words, let's start here, let's walk down the road, and let's assume certain things are true based on natural population trends or certain behaviors to get to a certain outpoint. Okay, having said that, this new model that's just been published modeled the current patient population with the starting Markov state of being healthy and alive with at least one normal functioning ovary and a uterus. They then imposed one of two possible surgical interventions going forward into this model path. One was either hysterectomy alone or hysterectomy and BSO at various ages from 45 to 55. Those undergoing surgery before age 50 were modeled as either undergoing hysterectomy and BSO with estrogen therapy after surgery, and then compared it with hysterectomy and BSO without estrogen therapy. The model then allowed prediction of proportions of the population staying alive to age 80 years or more. Remember, that's basically around the time of life expectancy. All right, so everybody good? So this math model starts at point A with a hysterectomy with or without BSO from age 45 to 55. And if they're before age 50 at time of surgery, then it compares hysterectomy and BSO with or without estrogen therapy. Good? Everybody all right? Good, moving on. Now, as a quick note, the authors of this study and of this math model limited the model to mortality rather than morbidity risk in an effort to respond to and challenge the original model back in 2005 because that's what they focused on was overall mortality. But remember, BSO compared with ovarian conservation at various stages affects mortality and morbidity trends similarly. So even though the outcome here is did women die any quicker based on time of, of BSO without looking at necessarily the specific morbidity, but just remember that morbidity is hidden in there. It's tucked away in there because the trends are the same. So if you ever asked what did this Markov analysis look for what was the end point it was any differences in overall mortality noting that morbidity was tucked away in there for similar trends 
So, what was the result? Well, using this new math model and after using contemporary research and data, what they found was that the age at which BSO can be safely performed without undue increased mortality wasn't the age 65 that we've been quoting for the last 17 years, but it was actually the age 50. But there's a big catch here between over 50 and under 50. So, the answer, first of all, the big change, the clinical pearl is that it's not 65, but it's 50. But be careful under 50. Before age 50, patients who underwent hysterectomy and BSO without post op estrogen therapy, based on this math model, were at increased risk of death from cardiovascular disease and so suffer lower overall survival to age 80. Now, there is a slight increased risk of death from ovarian cancer in those who undergo hysterectomy alone without BSO before the age of 50, but this risk is not nearly as significant as the risk of death associated with cardiovascular disease. The absolute mortality risk difference from cardiovascular disease in those undergoing hysterectomy and BSO who don't use estrogen therapy before the age 50 compared to those who have hysterectomy alone is 10% different. In other words, those who have hysterectomy with BSO prior to the age of 50 and with the supposition that they're not using estrogen therapy. Have an increased rate of mortality that's 10% higher than if they left the ovaries in. That favors hysterectomy alone without BSO under the age of 50. But I hope you got that big caveat there. That's leave the ovaries in before age 50 if possible, but if you have to take it out, estrogen replacement is vital. So that's hysterectomy and BSO before age 50. But what did the data show for 50 or more? Well, if surgery is performed after the age of 50, hysterectomy and BSO confers the same overall survival to age 80 as performing hysterectomy alone before age 50 years. This holds true when evaluating cardiovascular death by age 80 for hysterectomy and BSO compared with hysterectomy alone. In other words, hysterectomy and BSO at age 50 years or later has roughly the same or better overall survival compared with hysterectomy alone at any age and hysterectomy and BSO before age 50 with or without estrogen therapy. Based on this new Markov analysis using more contemporary data than what was out in 2005, And along with larger observational studies, it's now concluded that BSO can safely be performed many years before age 65 in average age risk population. And as we get ready to wrap up this session, some quick clinical pearls. Remember that cardiovascular disease remains the largest contributor to the increased risk of death with hysterectomy and BSO done before the age of 50 without estrogen therapy. Most indicative was a study by Rivera and others that actually demonstrated an increased risk of death with cardiovascular disease when BSO was performed before age 45, but no such increased risk after that age. In that article, they also found that continued use of estrogen therapy after BSO up to the age of 45 actually mitigated the increased risk from cardiovascular disease. So they actually moved, based on that study by Rivera, that cutoff down to 45. 
But remember, this current Markov analysis pushes that up to about 50, and I think that's more reasonable. Likewise, Jacoby et al. in 2011 demonstrated in the Women's Health Initiative observational cohort that BSO performed at the time of hysterectomy actually did not increase the risk of cardiovascular death or morbidity. This model demonstrates that post-op estrogen use in those undergoing hysterectomy and BSO before the age of 50 can mitigate the increased mortality risk from cardiovascular disease and stroke without effect on ovarian or breast cancer risk. So again, that's another clinical pearl. Remember, age 50 is a new cutoff, not 65. And if you're going to do BSO before the age of 50, and we've already said it, but it has to be stated again, those patients require estrogen therapy to reduce the rate of mortality from cardiovascular disease and stroke. So the big lesson is that estrogen replacement therapy under the age of 50 is vital. The question though remains when to stop it, with some saying stopping at the age of 50 is acceptable, some push it up to 55, some take it all the way to 65. I think that's somewhat excessive. But remember that estrogen therapy without question is not controversial under the age of 50 up to at least that 50 to 51 average age of menopause cutoff. Bilateral sapingo-oophorectomy at the time of hysterectomy for benign indications must also be assessed in terms of the effect on cancer risk. The most obvious risk reduction in performing BSO at hysterectomy is in ovarian cancer, which is still the fifth leading cause of cancer death in the U.S. for women. Although 20% of ovarian cancers are found to be associated with either a germline or a somatic mutation, a large majority arise de novo and present as advanced disease with 30% five-year overall survival. Performing BSO at hysterectomy, especially in average-risk patients that are 50 years or older, reduces any increased mortality risk while greatly reducing ovarian cancer risk. So that seems to be the perfect balance. That balance between death from overall sickness versus death from ovarian cancer we thought was age 65, but new data has now moved that down once again to the age of 50. Well, podcast family, we have highlighted and summarized a brand new publication coming out soon in obstetrics and gynecology with the lead author being Shannon Rush. This new updated Markov analysis is a powerful update that should have a profound effect on how we counsel patients who are undergoing hysterectomy for benign indication. We should counsel patients that having concomitant BSO with hysterectomy at age 50 or older will not increase mortality and will avoid reoperation for ovarian issues down the road. For those younger than age 50, we should counsel them that retaining ovaries leads to decreased mortality. Although if BSO is necessary, the increased rate of mortality can be reduced with estrogen therapy. As always, we're thankful for you. Keep listening to our podcast and spread the word about Clinical Pearls so that we can keep growth going. We'll see you next time on Clinical Pearls.